Gig Gab, the Working Musicians Podcast, episode number 41 for Monday, November 30th, 2015. And welcome to Gig Gab, the Working Musicians Podcast here in Durham, New Hampshire. I'm Dave Hamilton. Los Gatos, California. It's Paul Kent. How are you doing today, Paul? Doing good. It's getting a little cold out here in California. We I played an outdoor gig for a, a Christmas in the park, and I think I've uh, I think I've contracted something, Dave. Yeah, I believe I've contracted something too. The good news is, as a team, we have contracted a third person this evening. Matt Gibson, welcome to the show. Hey, what's up, Dave and Paul? How's it going? It goes. Thanks for coming on uh, GigCab here. Hey, you know, you guys uh, love hanging out with uh, fellow musicians, so it's a privilege to be here. Thanks for having me. That's what we do. That's right. So, Matt, it's kind of cool. You reached out to us because you, you, you caught wind of our podcast, and yeah. you've got a really interesting podcast. And uh, I, I'm going to let you kind of like talk through your, your story, but th- the basis of why this is a good fit for both of us is that You've gone down the path of trying to figure out a life in music and exploring all the kind of modern and traditional ways that a cat can take in order to kind of pursue what they're passionate about, which is really what Dave and I have been talking about for 40 some odd episodes now. So so why don't you give us a little bit of introduction about yourself and who you are and what you do, and then we'll start grilling you and we'll hopefully get some uh, interesting things that we can share with our, our listeners. All right, cool. Just if you grill me, make sure uh, you keep me over an open flame, you know? <laughs> you got All right. <laughs> All right. No, that's good. All right. So my name is Matt Gibson. I am a, um, I guess I'm a hard rock metal um, musician. I'm a guitarist, a singer, songwriter, a recording engineer. Um, I retired from the military in about 2012, did a full career, 20 years. And uh, I'm, I'm kind of a late bloomer in life. I'm 45. And uh, I managed to uh, uh, position myself to get a million people following me on uh, the internet, on Google Plus and other, you know, social media platforms. And, uh, you know, I'm endorsed by ESP Guitars and uh, Breed Love Guitars, Reese Harps, um, Diadario, I don't want to miss anybody, Mesa Boogie. And, you know, I, I really, um, I found that I was really good at branding and marketing myself and, and networking. And so I just kind of ran with that and I've kind of been running with that. And, and honestly, really one of the reasons um, that I, I really wanted to come on the show is because you guys are kind of the yin of my yang, so to speak. You know, I'm, I kind of did it backwards, you know, like I'm, I'm like, okay, yeah, I always want to be a musician. I'm just going to get like everyone to follow me and get all my endorsements and make all my connections and make my business first. And then I'm going to go do the music part and every, and you guys are kind of doing it the other way around, which is, you know, I, I would call that the traditional way yeah. of doing it. Yeah. But you know, and, and I think that it, it's kind of like, I really need to learn things from you guys. I mean, I, I spoke with Joe Satriani one time and, and I was kind of telling him my story and everything. And, uh, he basically said, look, man, you need to get out and play in front of in, in every environment that you can put yourself in. Yeah. And and, you know, I really uh, I'm, I'm really kind of gotten to the point now where I'm like famous on the Internet. And now if I go to a local gig, 
I know that people are going to hand my rear end, hand me my rear end, you know, musically because I'm, I've never positioned myself to be the greatest musician on the planet, you know? And so I, well, there's a lot of successful people that, that aren't great musicians at all. Well, yeah, I mean, and, and, you know, so I, I guess I'm a little timid about getting out in the real world, if that makes any sense. And, and putting myself in there. And, you know, I used to not be nervous about that, you know? So you, but, you've played, I mean, I, I know it's been several years since you've played out live, but, but yeah. you have, right? I mean, it's not like you're new to playing guitar, right? You, you've been doing no, this for a long no, time. Dude. Yeah. I like to, I like to just throw myself in situations. Like one day I just decided I'm going to go be on TV. And so I called up the TV station and I said, Hey, I'd like to play a couple songs on your, um, your morning show. And I went in there and I brought the metal and they hadn't had anyone that loud. And, and, you know, it was, I just did some tracks and I played and sang over them, you know, but it was kind of heavy stuff, but, you know, and, and, you know, I've, I've played, um, you know, gigs where I like going to open mic jams and, and kind of like surprising people and then leaving, you know, it's kind of like that, you know, go in there, blow it up and then leave. And then everyone's like, what just happened, dude? You know, (laughs) but, but it, but I've found though that a lot of times, you know, it's, it's pretty challenging. I think it's a good experience, you know, to throw yourself in that situation and just hope to God you swim and you don't suck too bad, you know, and gets on the internet, but you know, it's, uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm definitely need to get like 2016 needs to be the year of gigging and the year of, I'm probably the most famous guitarist on the internet in the entire world that doesn't have a record. So. That's funny. <laughs> you know? All right. well, let me back you up just okay. a second. All right. So, All right. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm checking out your bio and is, I don't know if your bio is current, but it says that this story from getting out of the military to kind of building your musical business is a three year story. Is that right? That's, that's about right. Yeah. It's about 2012 to 2015. Yeah. Present. That's pretty close. Yeah. All right. And then in those three years, you've gotten endorsements, some, Killer, I mean, Boogie, Mesa Boogie, ESP Guitars, Breedlove Acoustic Guitars, Dodario Strings, Seymour Duncan. I mean, these are major, major brands. So you, in the in three years from a standing start, yep. you've built up this, this crazy, uh, huge um, following on social media. Right. And, and is the reach of the social media really the essence of, of what those... Uh, of what those endorsements about that you, you know, you can speak to so many people and these brands have come to you and said, well, you know, this guy can talk to a million people, you know, that that's a good thing for us to connect to. Well, you know, interestingly enough, they didn't come to me. I went to them Ah, and, and I picked the companies that I wanted to be, you know, like, it's kind of like, it's kind of like back in the eighties, you know, and I was, you know, looking up to my guitar heroes and, and, and singers that I wanted to be like and stuff. And I, and so when I, when I, the light bulb came on, I started taking guitar lessons from George Lynch. I don't know if you guys knew who that is. From Dokken? Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And he was doing uh, online stuff. He was my guitar hero. So I just reached out to him and I, and the light bulb just turned on and I'm like, this is what I'm supposed to do with my life. And so, um, uh, uh I lost it. Okay. So where were we at? <laughs> You well, contacting the, the you come going out and getting the sponsorships that you wanted. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Okay, so ESP of course was you know George was one of their first major artists you know, and I always wanted to play ESP guitars. And so when I once I realized that man, I think I've got something good because what is 
you know, Google search is pretty stinking important, you know, for, you know, companies trying to sell things, right? So I realized that I'm like the third most followed rock guitarist on all of Google, Joe Satriani, Sammy Hagar, which, you know, I guess he's more of a singer, but he's also a guitar player, and then me. And I was like, that's some pretty good real estate, you know? So I just called him up and I, and I, I, I practiced my pitch a little bit. And I said, look, guys, this is what I've got. And this, I love your company. And this is what I want to do with my life. And I was just wondering if you guys would be interested in, you know, working with me. And they're that's like, cool. they're like, absolutely. So they, so they're so, seeing, I mean, you're, you're, I was listening to your interview and I, I, you know, it was with the guy from Striper and for whatever reason, I'm totally uh, blanking. Michael, Sweet. Michael yeah. Sweet. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. uh, and you said yeah. something interesting. You said, you know, the, you're, you're inventing a, a new way of doing this, right? You, you, and you even said you're kind of doing it backwards, right? You're, you're getting the business together first and then going out and, and doing the gigs and from any other business, that's actually the traditional way. Right. You figure out your model and then you go and and do it. It just so happens that in music, it's backwards because typically and this is not not untrue of you. You you know, you have a passion to to go and create something. and, And so you do that anyway. And then you try to figure out the business after the fact. But it's clear that these companies that you approached and and perhaps I'm sure your pitch helped them see this. They're embracing this. They know what they're what they're signing up for. Oh yeah, these guys spend lots of money to hire people that are not stupid, you know. Right. <laughs> and and it's like, but you know, the thing is, right? It, it just like you said, it's how people normally do business, and and this is the thing that musicians have been sold, in my opinion, a line of bull over. Okay, think about the traditional way that you would come into the music business, right? You would you would um, write some songs, put together a band. And, you know, get a demo tape together and then you'd give your demo tape to the record company. And if the record company decided that you were worth developing and investing in, they would give you a loan for like a hundred thousand dollar loan. And you're young and dumb. Right. Yep. And so you're like, well, dang, that's a lot of money, dude. And they're going to make me famous. That's great. That's a great deal. Right. It's a terrible deal. Yeah. It is a horrible deal. It is stupid business. It is dumb. It is, is what dumb people in business do. And I don't mean to insult anybody because there are people that have made it yeah. in spite of that. But there are also billionaires that have went bankrupt before. That doesn't mean it's a good idea, you know? Right. And so what I, what I did, I started listening. I, when I got a million people, I thought that was going to be the magic number. So I was like, all right, I'm retired. I just passed Justin Timberlake on the Google, you know, plus, you know, numbers or whatever. And I'm, I'm going to go for it. And so I dropped a bunch of money. I got a credit card and I, I went to a studio and started to make my first record and I flopped and I didn't realize I needed to also be a producer. Like the engineer wasn't going to produce me. And so then I didn't get it done and I burned out. And I almost drowned myself, you know? Sure. And so I, I, my money went down the toilet and I ran out of, you know, like they talk about in startups, uh, you know, where you burn, you burn your, rate, your burn, burn rate. rate. Yeah, yeah, man. My burn, burn rate. rate. Yeah. I lost it. And so I had to crawl back to, uh, the day job and, and, and go back and, and reboot. And then this time I said, you know what, I'm going to go figure out how to do this from people that don't, that are not broke. Like, I'm going to go figure out how do business people start a business, 
right? And so I started listening to podcasts of entrepreneurs and, and, you know, social media experts and all this stuff. And this was after the million people. And I was just like, okay, I'm going to figure this out and I'm going to actually get the money coming in and the infrastructure together. And then I'm going to take this and I'm building this giant marketing machine. Yeah. And I'm, I'm actually going to try to get my first record on the billboard top 200. And you know, I want to be on the cover of Guitar Player Magazine. Like, I'm actually, I have a plan. I have a business plan. And I don't know how perfectly it's going to, you know, fall into place. But even the million people was part of my business plan. And it's developing and it's, it's, it's actually getting bigger every day. I just want, I, I have always pictured myself to be a rock star. And, and I don't mean that like in a better than other people thing, but just oh, that's that, a career. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a career. It's like being an actor. I want to be a famous actor, you know, whatever. Sure. I mean, and that's always what I wanted to be. And so that's what I'm going to do, you know? And so now I'm, I'm like, well, the record business, I'm really glad the record business kind of fell apart because if I would have went that route, I probably wouldn't make it. But this way, I think I got a pretty good chance. So let, let's talk about these million people. Right. Yeah, because I, I have a lot of questions about this as well, because it's, it's really interesting because you're saying you got these million followers past Justin Timberlake. I mean, all these types of things, but without a marketed success, I mean, I checked out your videos and you're a good, you're really good, solid player. I mean, you know, metal, yeah. ab- absolutely. But if you're not that guy that's, you know, that's not, you know, given some kind of crazy new technique to guitar player or something like that, talk us through some of the essences. How did you build that fan base? Well, I'll tell you what, this is, um, one thing that I learned is I'm, I'm a networker. I didn't realize that I was a networker until I started getting into social media and social proof is one of the most powerful marketing tools that you can use. And what I mean by social proof, it's kind of like fame by association. And so for example, I realized that they were doing, you know, when Google Plus first came out, there were there were Hangouts, and Hangouts were like ten people Skype calls, you know, video Skype calls, yeah, you know, with, with yeah. And so um, I realized that you could get in a Hangout and you could be with some pretty high rollers, you know, that you normally would not have access to in the real world, right? And you, we were all just figuring it out and learning and and becoming friends and everything. And so I started realizing that hey. If I go do things in front of these people and take pictures of it, that makes it look like I'm kind of getting my stuff together. And and it's kind of like starting a podcast and interviewing other people it, that are maybe that are more successful than you. Yeah, right. After a while, people are like, how the heck did he get Michael Sweet from Striper on his show when he doesn't even have a rep? What, like, who is this guy, right? But the the fact is, it wasn't really that hard. I just asked him. You just asked you him. Well, and I, it, yeah, I mean, it, that that much was obvious to us when when, it, you know, you reached out to us, which is no great surprise to anyone listening that's listened this far. Right. Because it, as as much as you say, you uh, lack the 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 confidence, perhaps to get on stage. You, you don't lack that at all when it comes to reaching out to people and networking. Right. You know that you're right. good at this. And so you reached out to us and said, hey, I'm doing this thing. You're doing this thing. We should do our things together. And, and you know, essentially, here we are. And, and it yeah. was very low key the way you asked. And, and I have no doubt that 
that same sort of approach worked with Michael Sweet, because why wouldn't it? You know, it's you're just a human. You're treating him like another human. Everything's OK. And, and you want to talk it's, about something, cool, man, that's interesting that's to him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's that's like it. helping out other people. That's it. Yeah. 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 And, and it's like, you know, I, I just so happened to know that he was promoting his record. Of course. I, yeah. And, you know, I I'm became friends with Oz Fox, you know, on Google Plus. I helped Oz out with his stuff. And, you know, so it was a pretty easy, um, easy phone call. But I mean, I also have, you know, I'm probably going to have David Elfson from Megadeth on the show. I've already um, lined up a few other, you know, celebrities. And and then I also do kind of like a um, uh, discussion format, like. Um, you know, just me and my co-host, uh, Wagner DeSantos, he's a, uh, A&R guy from, uh, the record business back in the day. Yep. And, uh, so we're, we're kind of, we just kind of do the, like a brainstorming session around a topic and we're, we're trying to figure out what we can come up with to help musicians figure out how to get their business, you know, rocking, you know, so and, I'm, and, I'm still curious about these million followers though, because, yeah. because this is something that, that it's a, it's a tangible thing, right. That you've built yeah. and, and you, you make it sound so easy and perhaps it was, but it, it, you know, it's not something that everyone's done. So clearly there's some lessons to be learned here. And, and what I'm curious about is I, I know that between the time that, you know, you said you, you, you had uh, left the military and before you started your day job, obviously, this was your was your goal. And, and in that year or so, you built up these million people. Was this something that you, you I mean, you worked at this every day, just out there engaging and posting content and and talking to people. Was, is that is that kind of how it was? Was it just the old school, old school yeah, meets the new well, school? I guess I'll, yeah. I'll tell you, I'll tell you when before I was doing that, I was kind of. I'm not going to say wasting my life, but I was I was um, spending a lot of time playing uh, MMO video games sure. like EverQuest mm-hmm. two and and different things, you know, and and I was a guild leader, and you know I learned a lot of skills in the military that helps um, motivate people to get things done and get them to do you know be a part of your team and do things, and so I was kind of um, using that in the MMO games and having a f- fun time with that, but um, when I started getting into social media. Um, it was like, you know, how do you build a network like that? You know, well, I would play, I think I, I logged in about, uh, over a year of playtime on EverQuest 2 when I was playing, I mean, solid one year of actual hours, you know, and, um, I realized, dang, that is such a lot of time to be wasting on a video game, you know? And so I, I started putting it into the social media stuff and I used that intensity that I could put into the game and I just flipped it over to social media. And so basically I would like get in front of the right people. I would make content, but mostly it was hangouts. Like they would do an open mic. There'd be a bunch of people in there playing acoustic guitars and, you know, playing pop songs and folk songs and all this stuff. And I would come in there with a freaking, um, my electric guitar and just blow the place up. And drop the mic, and everyone was like, "What the hell just happened?" You know, oh, I'm not supposed to say. Oh, no, it's all right. You're good. <laughs> what, what in the tarnation just happened? You know, but uh, you know, and and so I at, at at one point I I remember going, "I am going to be the rock guy on Google Plus." Yeah, I, I, and and so no one. It was like a niche that nobody had 
decided to go for. And so here's the deal. You take an emerging social network like Periscope or Meerkat or Blab, right? Yep. Where you have access to people that are trying out the platform. I just hung out with Michael Stelzner from uh, Social Media Examiner and um, let's see who, who else. Um, anyway, but I, like you have access to people on Blab right now that you should not have access to. But you do because they're trying out the platform. And if you're doing something interesting, they'll talk to you. And yeah. you can, I hung out with Grant Cardone, Grant Cardone the other day and Grant gave me business advice. Grant's like a gazillionaire, you know, and, you know, he, he does like uh, sales training and, and writes, you know, New York Times bestselling books and everything, you know, but I had access to Grant and, and he talked to me. You know, and and it's amazing the kind of networking context that you can make and the knowledge that you can get by hanging out with these people. And I just did it and I just hammered it all the time. And but it was my job to position myself. Yeah. And so now like Blab, if you're like a country artist, like you could go ahead and try to be the metal guy on Blab, but I'm already I'm already there. So you might have a tough time, but. You know, but, you know, I love competition, but sure. you know, it's like, it's like, you know, whatever, there's plenty of space out there. So all you got to do is be the best. Okay. You got to be the best at what you're doing. So I was the best rock guitarist on Google plus yep. that was doing something. Now there's other people that had a profile that were better than me, but I was the best one that was doing something in front of people that we're paying attention. That makes sense. So you, so you got to be that person in the new social media uh, network like Blab or Periscope or whatever that's doing something. And so then all of a sudden you're the top followed, you know, so-and-so in your genre or your whatever. Because when you're given a pitch to a company, you've got to have something that makes it makes them think that they're going to sell widgets. Yes, of course. Right. Yeah. Like, that's, that's their the goal. Point. That's it. That's the whole point. So if you want to, and, and the cool, the reason that I did the endorsements was because, you know, Google plus may not be around forever. You never know. You got to right? capitalize while you got it. That's right. You got to push out to other brands so that you can, it's just like if you got a million dollars instead of a million followers, you wouldn't stick that money in a mattress. Cause if you have a house fire, you're, your hose, right? You want to put, you know, a hundred dollars here, a hundred dollars there, just like a mutual fund investment, you spread it out. So get, if you do have success on a, on a social network by positioning yourself, putting yourself in front of the right people and creating content that is interesting and branding yourself in a way that's interesting, find your people, right? And, and put yourself in front of them and, and put yourself in front of people that are going to put you in front of people. Kind yeah. of like coming on this podcast. You I was know? just going to say, yeah, well, no, I, I mean, it, it was you were very transparent when when you reached out and it was obvious what you wanted to do. And it was like, well, awesome. This serves our audience. We can help your audience. I mean, it's, you know, yeah, it's, and it's not, all fun. There's no competition. That's correct. It, it's we're, we're just we're, we're all covering different material. There's a lot of great music podcasts out there, yep. you know. And I think that, uh, you know, it would be really cool someday if we did like a little summit or something and, and all got together and, you know, like had a convention or something, you know, right. I don't know. Yeah. Why I mean, not? Yeah. Let's have a party. Woo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. So Matt, I'm going to ask a couple of interesting questions here. So all right. All right. where we've gotten so far is that a, 
you're intrepid and fearless. Like you'll go anywhere where there's a good opportunity that, that will reflect well on you. So that's a skill some people have. Some people have to learn. Some people have to force themselves to. Yep. But, but your, your tack to success has been what you know, a lot of people in a lot of other industries about aggregating a big audience. And then once you've got that audience, you've got influence and you've got marketability and you know, you've got reach and then you can monetize that reach. I totally get what you've yep. done. Uh, you know, uh, uh, but you had said that, you know, think about the traditional path to success and, you know, yeah. you get a record deal, but I'm going to, you know, give you an alternate. Like there's a lot of musicians. We certainly have a lot of listeners. Well, here's what their life looks like. They get a degree in music. They uh, set up shop teaching from when the kids get out of school until eight at night. And then they gig every night of the week. And this is the life of a local musician. Some of them want to be entrepreneurs and some of them don't. And, you know, I think your message is a little bit more towards the entrepreneurial minded. But I thought it might be interesting if you could take like some of your best lessons about audience aggregation. Like I saw you had a you had an interview with a woman who talked about um, success with Instagram and those types of things. Yeah. And so. You know, there's a lot of guys in, 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 and like we do a lot of stuff that obviously is geared towards cover bands, weekend warriors, part-time professionals, uh, none, none, no less, no less serious about what they do. Yeah. But maybe you can give some tips about, because, you know, whether it's a million people worldwide, 10,000 people locally, you know, you can learn to make a living if you are targeted locally as well. So why don't you give a couple of tips uh, about the various social media platforms? things that work again, you, you've, you've aggregated an audience of guitarists, but most of the people who listen to us want to aggregate audience of fans, you know, music fans for what they're trying to do. So share your best tips. Okay. Well, let's just say, um, I'll speak first to Google plus because I, I know a lot about Google plus. It's kind of my, my main platform. Um, if you go to Google, a lot of people are like, well, Google plus is dead. You know, nobody's using it, whatever. And I'm like, okay, I, that's not true. All right. What, this is what I'll say. All right. So one, one little trick that you can do is you can go buy an app. It's called circle scope. It's C I R C L O scope S S C O P E. Right. And I think it's like 45 bucks for a year or something like that. And what that, what that does is it enables you to circle large numbers of people, meaning follow them, kind of like Twitter in a way, uh-huh. right? And so what you, okay, so what you do is you, let's, let's say, for example, you're getting ready to uh, release a record, right? And you want to get new fans to listen to some clips of the record or buy the record or, or whatever, or do some conversion, uh, you know, that, you know, whether it's sign up for your mailing list or whatever it is, right? So what you do is you go to Google+, you create a community based around your band or your brand or, or your niche, whatever it is, you know? And you, you fill out all of the categories and nobody's in it yet, just you, right? Put your graphics in it, make it look nice, make it, you know, neat so that when, and, and put something in there that says introduce yourself, right? In one of the categories, and then what you do is you take Circloscope and let's say you um, sound like a particular band. Let's say your band sounds like Dave Matthews band or something like that, or, or you're, you're kind of in that genre, right? So you go to Dave Matthews band, uh, Google plus page, and you just, you can use Circloscope to target all of the recent active commenters 
on his posts and you circle them. And then after you circle them, you invite them to your community and you make it so that it's, it's welcoming. So when they, when they accept, if they accept and come into your community, right. And you, you want to write a good call to action. You want to write a good, like, Hey, come, you know, this is why you should come here. You know, we're, we're giving away free CDs and, you know, whatever it is you want to do, you got to have a good pitch, a good sales pitch, right? So when they, and you want to have a post in there that the first thing that they see is something they click on that takes them, gets them to do what you want. Cause the first day is the most important day. And then you, you can, you can circle and invite about 500 to a thousand people a day to that community. And so you go to Guitar Center, you go to Musician's Friend, you go to Guitar World, you go to Dave Matthews Band, you go to Queensryche, you go to Metallica, you go to whoever, and you look at all of the active fans that CircleScope tells you have recently commented on their posts. You circle them, you invite them to your community, and bam, you have an instant new community on Google Plus of people that may or may not be interested in your music. Cool. That's one of the tips. Let me, let me kind of like take everything you just shared and Dave and I, you should, you and I should riff on this because in our world, the cover band world, here's what that looks like. So a, a lot of cover bands locally aren't going to think about going out and grabbing fans. They're always waiting for the fans to discover them. And you're making a really important part that this is like in this new world we live in with social media, it is not a passive action. It is a very, very active action. So for example, Dave, you know, you guys play some Rush tunes. You could use this technique to go out and find people who are are Rush fans and say, "Hey, we're one of the Absolutely. few cover bands. Yep. One, or one of the few cover bands. If you want to hear some Rush when Rush is not touring, come check us out. Here's a little sound clip. Boom. You know, you're going to convert these people to at least passive, if not active, fans. So, so even though you're talking about things like releasing a record and you know going, going around, this does have a lo- local application. But the big messages are, it is a it is an active task. It's not just setting up a page and waiting for people to find you. You've got to go circle other people in order to bring them into your world. A- absolutely. And you know, I recently just started doing Facebook ads. And I, I wasn't really a big fan of Facebook until I realized how powerful Facebook ads are. You can actually, I spent like, uh, when I did the Michael Sweet interview, I spent about 40 bucks and I got over 2,000 likes from wow. Striper fans from yep. that, right? And here's so, the thing so about Facebook target. ads. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, sorry, I was going to say, you know, there's a lot of people that are against paying Facebook money to expose the stuff that they post on Facebook to other Facebook users. And the good, right. But that's the thing. It's totally worth it because in part, because so many people are against it. So you're not competing. You know, if, if everybody realized how valuable it was, it would cost more, but it doesn't because so many people are just fundamentally philosophically against it. That if you can get over that, it's easy pickings. Facebook is. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the thing is a lot of people, the reason that they're not successful is because they're afraid to give themselves permission to be successful. They're afraid to give themselves permission to do the things. And, and like when I was, when I, I, I've told this story a few times, but when I was a high school kid, I was selling Kirby vacuum cleaners door to door. And they actually gave me a phone book and they made me cold call people for hours and hours and hours. And I got rejected so much that now rejection is like fun. 
Like I'm like I'm yeah. like oh man, I've only got to get rejected three more times, and I'm going to get a win. That's you it. Know? Well, I've always it, said, yeah. you know, I do this other podcast called The Small Business Show, and and it, I mean, it, most of the stuff we're talking about here would totally, you know, translate to that show, but. You know, sales is one of those things. It's a business of rejection. 19 no's out of 20 phone calls is considered success. That's really good. In fact, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I want to talk about Facebook for a little bit because I've been thinking about a lot myself. Yeah. Because most of my world kind of. uh, I've gotten lazy and I've been thinking about this a lot because most of my community building and most of the contacts I existingly have is on Facebook. So I'll do a Facebook event and invite people to my shows. And, you know, there's some kind of predictability about what's going to happen by using Facebook. And then I'll also like send out to our email list, you know, we're, we're going to be playing somewhere. Here's a thing. But you, it's very easy to just kind of get lulled into there's such a bigger world. Now, Facebook has a bigger world. And like you're saying, the access to that bigger world is through Facebook advertising. And I really got to I really got to check this out and see if I can affect my band pages, likes and my um, my show attendance by doing some Facebook advertising. I'm really curious to see if I can be better at Facebook than I've been. And we're 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 better than most in my area for this type of thing. But I know that there's a whole other world. I haven't done anything with with Google Plus. Again, I'm just kind of eased into this. Like I know my community because I've been having a conversation with my community on Facebook for the last five years. It's become almost like a, you know, soft, fuzzy comfort zone, but in order to grow more rapidly, I'm going to have to find other things. So better ways to be active on Facebook and in these other areas. I mean, I've found actually, interestingly enough, Twitter has done nothing for us. I don't know that Twitter is a really effective um, communication tool for, uh, for my audience who comes to the type of, you know, we do a lot of 60s, 70s and 80s rock and, and funk and soul stuff. And maybe that de- demographic hasn't translated over to Twitter. But, you know, we I've just found Twitter to be pretty ineffective for us. Seems like Instagram is a really powerful tool that a lot more people are getting passionate about. And I, I got to agree with you, Matt. I did think Google Plus was dead. I thought, you know, I, I, I'll know, you know, from my personal profile. My personal profile grew leaps and bounds every freaking day without me doing anything. I assume the CEO of Google sent out a note telling every Google employee worldwide, circle people so they think something's going on. That, that, that's my impression of Google+. Plus. Right, but think about this. We're talking about Google. That, I mean, like everybody is like, like, like everyone, like, you know, I was on Facebook and I went to Google+, and nothing happened. And it's like, well, what did you do? Well, I didn't do anything. I just sat there and, and my friends didn't come and friend me. Well, that's not what Google Plus is for. Google yeah. Plus is for meeting new people that you've never met around your interests. And that's what a lot of people didn't get. when And, and Google didn't do a great job of explaining that to people, to be honest with you. you well, know, they, they tried it, to yeah. do multiple things simultaneously. I mean, what they've done recently where they've really focused it down makes it clearer that it's about communities, not about the people you already know. But yeah, it's a tech, com- it's a tech company. Right. I mean, they're, they're just going to, they're, I mean, I'm a nerd too, but I mean, it's just a bunch of nerds. Like, you know, they're being too technical sometimes, you know, and they, yep. they, they, they like, they give you almost too many features and it's generous, but it's not it people, it melts people's brains, you know, unless you're a tech person, you know, they need, blab is really cool. You should check blab out. It's very simple. And, uh, it's, it's a good way to do, um, video conversations with people and it, it broadcasts it and it gives you a copy. Uh, a lot of people do their podcasts on there too. That makes so, sense, man. 
something yeah. to check out. Very cool. God, this is so I, I do have one, uh, it, perhaps one last question. I don't know what, if Paul has anything else, but yeah, being specific again about Facebook ads. So we talk about how, you know, the, it's easy pickings, but it's not just send your money in and magically you'll have 2000 likes. You have to target this. So I'd, I'd love to hear a little bit about how you picked to target who you picked to target with your your 40 bucks that you spent on Facebook. Okay, so for example, you know, I I I had just created my Kingdom of Rock um Facebook page and it had 10 people. I okay. invited my friends, right? Sure. And it's really hard to get a page like that to grow, right? When you when you don't have any content yet, <laughs> you know? So, uh, I was like, okay, so I just interviewed Michael Sweet who just got on the Billboard Top 200, you know, at 44 and nobody's looking at this stuff on this page. I'm like, what am I going to do? This is embarrassing. Right. And then I was like, all right, I guess I'm going to try this Facebook ad thing. Right. So I opened up the console and I hit boost post, you know, I hit boost post and I'm like, all right, how much is this going to cost me? Right. So I start looking around and it's like, okay, you can target people. You can target your friends and, and, and boost your reach to your friends so that more of your friends will see it. And I'm like, well, that sounds stupid. You know, because why should I, why do I care about half of them don't even know who Striper is, you know, so right. what would I care about that, right? So then the other option was target people around their interests. And so I was like, huh, okay, so who would want to listen to a Michael Sweet interview? And I said, well, fans of Striper. <laughs> <You know? Yeah. laughs> so, so I was like, okay, so I picked Striper and I, and I wanted to get musicians. So I picked guitarist and drummer and bass player and Pro Tools, because I figured anybody that had an interest of Pro Tools would probably be a musician, right? And so I launched the ad, and it just blew up. And all of a sudden, you know, I had in like a, about a week's worth of boosting, um, 40 bucks later, I had two different posts that had about 2,000 likes total. That's awesome. And, and I had, and I got conversions to go to the website. About 20% of those people went to my website. That's huge. And, and, yeah. And so, I mean, that's a pretty good conversion rate for $40. And <laughs> so like a couple, yeah. uh, like about, I think there was probably 500 people, 600 people listened to that interview and my website got more traffic than it ever got before. There were people looking at the website, checking it out, doing stuff. And that's what, you know, one thing about having a podcast and, and getting that social proof, you know, is it really expands your reach and it's cross-promotional and it's super powerful because, you know, like, like right now, I'm, you guys, you know, you got the Gig Gab audience out here and, and you guys are like hearing about me for the first time. You might go check out my podcast and then I'm going to have... Um, you guys on my show sometime and we'll talk about, you know, the gig inside and, and some of the challenges that you guys have out there, you know, from that perspective, you know. And so it's kind of like I just think it's a it's an awesome way to build your brand is cross promotional stuff. And, and if you get celebrities, you get a great push of your show. I mean, it's super big push. And, you know, just that's a great way to market yourself. Yeah. I'm in. We got to start doing more Facebook ads for Gig Gab here, Paul. Yeah, I'll help you guys if you want. I don't have a problem. That's awesome, That's cool. man. Thank you. I'm not an expert, but I'm I'm good at like spending money on Facebook. 
Hey, that's it. Yep. We, we've Paul and I have spent money on on much stupider things over the years. When, when so. My wife, when my wife sees the Facebook bill, she's not going to be happy. That's okay. <laughs> Show her the two thousand likes. It's social proof, honey. Yeah, that's right. It, it, she needs the proof in the two thousand dollars. Yeah, I got but that. We're working on that. Yeah, we're that's on right. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very cool. You got any other questions for uh, for Matt here, Paul? No, this was cool. It's a whirlwind, Matt. I, you know, my reflection is this, is that you're like a very motivated guy. You're a very personable guy. You're a fearless guy, intrepid. And, uh, you know, uh, and you, you love what you do. And I, that, that to me is what seems like the essence of it is that, you know, clearly rock and roll is your life and, and, uh, and you're very passionate about the world that you live in and it translates well into all your pages and your social media presence. And I can see why you're such a success. Well, thanks, man. It's and passion is energy. So find what you're good at and what you love and then do it a lot and you'll be successful. But just don't be stupid and take a hundred thousand dollar loan from a record company. <laughs> good advice. <laughs> Not anymore. Yeah, you can't do that. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even then it wasn't a good idea. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, thanks, man. Thank you so much, folks. Uh Matt, I know you've already kind of done it, but but just to wrap up, why don't you tell them where they can find you? Uh, you can find me at uh, kingdomofrock.com, and that's uh, the podcast. And uh, if you want to check out some of my music, uh, I've got some demo stuff on there. It's a little embarrassing, but hey, it is what it is. Uh, crimsonsymphony.com. Uh, you get kind of an idea of where I'm going with the record. And uh, hopefully 2015 is going to be my year to uh, get my audience mobilized and do a gigantic Kickstarter. I've got a plan. Let's just hope that life doesn't kick me in the in the stuff too much, you know, <laughs> tacos, man. That's it right. Is. Feedback at yeah. giggabpodcast.com is where you can send in your questions. You can also find us of course on Facebook at gig gab podcast. We will see you there and we will see you next week. Thanks so much for coming on the show, Matt. Thanks for listening everybody. And we'll see you next time. Later. Blast. All right, guys.